you know, it's just like, all right, I gotta I, do it. But they, they, from somebody that I that I am close to and I and I know is super intelligent, it's a shock. It's like it is weird. A slap in the face. Yeah, it's, I didn't know how to but react it, to it. it. I've got another friend who's more conspiratorial on the healthcare side of things. Like mm-hmm. she has said to me, um, and she's a very smart woman. I respect her her intellect. Same same thing. Yeah. Um, she. What was it? She called me the other night. We were chatting, and she started going on about, "Don't take the vaccine. They're going to track us." And I asked her, "What do they want to track us for?" Oh, well, it's just their way of doing it. I said, "But they've already got us on our phones and our computers and everything else." Oh, but this Credit is cards. different because that. And I'm like, and like what she was saying, like, it, she didn't sound like a raving lunatic. I'm Don Hall, and I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Don and David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Apecast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. All right, Mr. Himmel. Yeah. Here's my question for you. So you've got somebody that you know is a, is a very intelligent person. You count on them for their intelligence. You, you, you see them as an intellect, mm-hmm. you know, and respect their intellect. And then you find out that, that, that they have a, conspiracy, a series of conspiracy theories that you have already determined are complete and utter horseshit. Yeah. And they believe it, they believe it like, like people believe in virgin birth and, you know... They're fully committed to it. Yeah. 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 So how do you react? How do you react when that happens? Well, let's just first say this, that it's not always the, I, I, it's not always a person that I run into that has these thoughts, these insane thoughts. Uh, it's not always a person that I respect or turn to. The background of this is that you and I got into it with a friend on a text chain that we share. We're not going to use that person's name. No, no, but we you know, but, what we started set this that was, up, we do this. We make jokes. The three of us have a text yeah. chain, and we make jokes. And it is obvious that all three of us find the woke to be sort of uh, insufferable. Yeah. So we tend to make, you know, <laughs> we send memes and that kind of stuff. And then, and then you sent one about uh, the high school that was changing their name from Lincoln <laughs> High because apparently Abraham Lincoln did not. Value black lives enough, which I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like give me a fucking break, right? And then I made the comment, you know, at what point did both extreme sides become equally retarded? And then our friend was like, "Well, no, the left—they're retarded." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, but on the other hand, you know, the, the right thinks that uh, Trump had his election stolen by a, a, a dead Latin American dictator." Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, well, and they think and they think putting a mask on their face is going to make their dicks fall off. And he starts in, well, it was a stolen election, and the Democrats stole it. And I mean, I was kind of blindsided at first. I thought he was joking, and I realized, oh, he's not joking. He really fucking means this. And well, this my, is some- my favorite thing that he said was, he's like, you're going to tell me that, that Biden got more votes than Obama? Yeah. Uh, y- yeah, I mean. I'm not telling you this. The, the votes yeah, actually like that's, tell you this. I don't, so... And then I had I'd gone dark, and you were kind of defending. I know. The, I was like, the, I, I, you suddenly of, of disappeared because you I was in a, I was in a meeting, like, fucking, and I didn't know that. I and just then I had to put Harry to bed. Pussy. So when I come that back is... to it, because then you and I had like a little side chat going, and you were like, "Why?" I don't remember what you said exactly, but um, you know, and I, I think I told you to disengage. I was like, "Just don't, just ignore it." He's it's it. This is insanity. Don't engage yeah. with insanity like this. And you said something like, well, my mom believes in the virgin birth. She's just, this is just as insane as that. And I said, yeah. And I wouldn't argue with a believer about that either. So here's the thing. It's not even that I don't like the woke. I don't like extremists. That bothers Of any me. kind. Yeah. Of any kind. So, yeah. And that's kind of my perspective. The woke just happened to be the most egregious. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they are. And my and that's it, it's one of the things that a lot of people don't like. But I do equate. I do not think it's a false equivalency. 
I think the extreme woke and the extreme alt-right are absolutely no different at all in their insanity. They're just wearing different clothing. That's that's it. They're the same nutbags and that most of the country is not subscribing to this except that they yell really, really loud. So I mean, I I don't think they're exactly the same, but that's a different topic for a different time. Yeah, yeah. But here, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Katie, you know, she gets into a lot of this stuff on Facebook with... uh, Facebook friends from back home, from central Illinois, you know? Sure, and sure. one that's really been getting her excited is, I, I don't even know the, the woman's name, but she is like the organizer of uh, like the Trump uh, election was stolen. We need to take oh to the Oh my streets. God, stop the steal shit. I know. Oh my God. Well, so she shows me this stuff. So I wake up this morning at like, I don't know, 6 a.m. I slept in until 6 a.m., Katie's on her phone typing out a Facebook thing oh. and it's getting long. And I'm like, what are you doing? Stop engaging with these people. She goes, I'm not engaging with them. I'm just giving them a fact. I was like, well, that's, <laughs> that's, that's an engagement. Yeah, I know. And I said, like, I whatever, whatever makes you feel better, but you understand that it's not going to change their minds. They're only going to double down because if you go to somebody who believes in the virgin birth and that Jesus rose in body up to heaven. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. You're not going to convince them with science and facts because they're going to go, well, you have to believe in its fate. Like there's a disconnect to the reality that they willingly choose. Yeah. Oh no, I agree. With and, that. and look, I'm, if we talk about the religious, like I'm, I'm not a religious person anymore, but mm, there's that yeah. part of me that I still believe in God because I don't know how not to. And I realize how insane that is because I have no factual evidence to support that a God exists, you know, like it, but, and I, I, I admit, like, eh, it's just kind of one of those things that's it's just ingrained in me, and I don't know how to not. Well, see, my perspective is, is I'm not smart enough to know if there's a God or not. So it doesn't hurt to just kind of make the assumption that, you know, I mean, because if there's not a God, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. And if there is a God, okay, well, I'm not going to, I'm certainly not burning any uh, sacrificial cats. Right. You're not, you're not Bill Mahering. You know? Yeah, everyone yeah, about not, it. Yeah. And I'm, but I'm also, and this is one of the things uh, I'm, I'm big. I'm a huge, ridiculous fanboy of Christopher Hitchens, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and and I would love to be, you know, I would love to have that sort of intellectual rigor and ability to debate. However, I'm not angry at the religious. I'm not. I, you know, he was very angry at the at the at the effects that a re- religion has yeah. on a society. And so that was a real big, uh, a big. He was a big super atheist, and he yeah. really wanted to fight that. That's not really my jam. I'm not as I'm not interested in that. But uh, I, I I I am interested in that sort of level of detachment and yeah. objective, rational humanism. And I think it's it's an issue of picking your battles. There are those, um, there are those. I mean, let's just call them the. I, I guess the the believers, right? They believe whether it's sure, a religious sure. the thing faithful. or the, the faithful. faithful, yeah. And that is that includes, for the sake of this conversation, the those who believe in God and Christ and the Virgin Birth as and all the other things, and then those who believe the right wing or left wing, extreme whatever. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. And I, th- there, there are those that are rational. And you can have a conversation about it, and. One might come around to another and be like, oh, okay, I see that point. Um, you make a good point. There is no proof that God exists other than my faith. And faith is, by definition, a believing in something through lack of evidence, right? Like, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. So you can, you can have conversations with some people, but with the insane, don't, <laughs> don't bother because they're just going to double down. They're just going to dig their heels in, and they're only going to get worse. Yeah, I know. Because but, then they're so- going to feel like you're attacking them, their absolute core but of the, who they are but as a the person. Question, the question at hand is if, you know, and, and again, it's one of the things like, it's like, okay, and, I, and I'll give a perfect example as your child or your dog comes into your office. That's my dog. Okay, there you go. Um, but uh, a perfect example is, and actually I'll put it this way, says my mom is very religious. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's very, very Lutheran, you know, um, yeah. and she does a daily devotional and, you know, all this and I and I have nothing but respect for that, but I don't believe in it. Yeah. And yeah. I don't argue with my mom. She she I let her just kind of do her thing, and I kind of tacitly, I go, oh, thank you, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. I'm praying for yeah. you. Thank you, you cool. know. Um, Thanks, and one of the yep. things, one of the things was uh, for a long time, only time I'd go to church 
was for Christmas Eve because mom wanted to go to church to mm-hmm. do the Christmas Eve kind of thing and communion in the whole nine yards. And nobody else in the family really wanted to go, but we all went, you yeah. know. Well, one of the things that I did was I just didn't take communion. Yep. Yeah, everybody else would get up and walk down the row and I'd just sit there. And I didn't realize about three years into it, mom, it was pissing mom off. I mean, mm-hmm. it was really pissing her off. Mm-hmm. And she came at me and she was like, what the fuck? Why are you, why are you not... How old were is you that, when this was happening? This is like... Oh, this is post-college. Like this is, okay. I'm an adult. Yeah, this, okay. I'm an adult. This okay. is probably 10 years ago, maybe 10, oh, 15 Oh, so you're like an ago. adult maybe. adult. It wasn't yeah, even like, yeah. I'm, I'm 21, like, no. I'll do what I want. This is... No, no, no. Yeah. This is like I'm in my 40s yeah. kind of thing, you okay. know? And uh, and she she was like, I don't understand. Is that like... You know, is, and she felt like I was disrespecting her and her religious beliefs because mm-hmm. I refused to take communion and i said well mom i said it's not disrespect i don't think so i said what i what i my perspective is i don't know the first goddamn thing about plutonium and so (laughs) and so if somebody said you need to put plutonium in your pocket maybe that's going to be a bad thing for me and maybe that's not you know maybe that's going to irradiate me and i'm going to die and maybe it's not i don't know enough about putting a piece of plutonium in my fucking pocket to know because i don't know i choose not to I said, the thing I understand about communion is that you need to believe. And I don't believe, so I figure, hey, you know what? It's better and more respectful to not put the plutonium in my pocket mm-hmm. than once every year put it in there to make you happy. Well, you know what you can do as an alternate for that? Because I would see this a lot with um, Catholic friends of mine or um, when I would go to Catholic church some, or even when I was working at the Catholic high school, kids that weren't Catholic that were there, they'd go up for communion and instead of taking the... The wafer, they would just cross their arms, you know, across their chest, but they're across they, their chest, and they would just get a blessing. Yeah, they were. Well, see that they do the cross, and you yeah. know what that is? That's the that's from last week's episode. That's the uh, I'm at a vampire party. Obviously, yeah, right. <laughs> right. you're invisible. I'm going to come yeah, up yeah. and sit, and <laughs> then I'm right. going to make myself invisible. We're all playing this vampire game, yeah. and and really, Jesus was kind of a vampire. He rose from the dead. You know, yeah. There's a there's a whole blood thing. There are yeah. a lot of chicks. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, come on. But yeah, I mean, it. it's such a weird, a weird thing. Because I have, I my, my grandmother talks about praying. She believes in God. Um, you know, so my best friends, like, you know, the Sack Pack, they're all, uh, they're all good. I was going to say good Catholic boys. Um, they all believe in and it's like there's no i don't care if you believe in that shit but they're at least reasonable about it you know they're so well, we can okay. we can have open discussions about religious things uh you know and they're not staunch in the dogma so, of all so, the of all so the shit or the social the dogma that comes from yeah. the religious yeah remember moving from the religious because the thing is i think religion is something you know it's 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 not a conspiracy theory so much as it's sort of a a belief in in things that you know we can all choose to Believe or not, you know, mm-hmm. and it affects it affects things, but mostly it has nothing to do with the religion, right? I mean, like when you look at when you look at you know the anti-abortionists, that has less to do with religion and yeah. has more to do with a, a sense of conservative values and a yeah. hatred of women and not liking <laughs> sex. I mean, that's their thing. That's but that's separate oh, from virginity. They can't get rid of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, exactly. Yeah. You know, but uh, when you get to like full-on conspiracy theories about shit happening today. Because there's a difference between, I believe JFK was shot by the mafia or the CIA or that mm-hmm. Harvey Oswald acted alone, whatever. That has no direct... Your belief in that, whatever your belief is, your absolute conspiracy theorist uh, mantra on JFK's assassination does not affect anyone in any kind of modern sense. This is history that you're having a, a thing. But if you're having, if you think Donald Trump had the election stolen from him, mm-hmm. um, despite every possible uh, avenue being explored and not a because shred it's in, of evidence, because it's impossible that Joe Biden could get more votes than Obama. Yeah, well, and just like, and one of the things our friends said, just like you know, it says, you know, in your gut. 
this is true. And I thought my answer was, yes, the best court cases are solved with gut feeling. Oh, my favorite was when he said it needs to go to court. These court, these cases need to go to court. Been they court did. And they got times. dismissed. That's how court that's works. That's how court, right. exactly. <laughs> this is like some, you know, and it's just one of those things And he's things not an where, idiot. It's like, that's no, the fantastic this, he's thing. He's a super intelligent guy and somebody I, I genuinely like and appreciate. Yeah. And so that was the thing is like, uh, uh, my perspective on it was for me, it was like, all right, you know, I'm not going to think less of him. I mean, that seems to be the mantra of today mm-hmm. is that if somebody disagrees with your political viewpoint, well, then you, somehow they're evil or they're bad or they're a part of the problem or their silence is complicit or blah, fuckity, blah, blah. Yeah. The bottom line is I still dig him. I still want to hang out with him. I don't really want to talk about this no, with him. because you don't talk about that shit then. You know, but you if don't it's talk on about his it. mind, but if it's on his mind... You know, because I, you know, I've been spending time in the casino for a year and a half dealing with people that I do not have like an innate respect for their intellect that mm-hmm. are throwing out, you know, it's all the COVID's a hoax, and November fourth yep. it'll disappear, yep. and all this fucking nonsense. Of course, and, you know, it's just like, all right, I gotta I, do it. But to, to, from somebody that I that I am close to and I and I know is super intelligent, it's a shock. It's like it is weird, a slap in the face. Yeah, it's, I didn't know how to react it, to it. it I've got another friend who's more conspiratorial on the healthcare side of things. Like mm-hmm. she has said to me, um, and she's a very smart woman. I respect her, her intellect. Same, same thing. Yeah. Um, she, what was it? She called me the night we were chatting and she started going on about don't take the vaccine. They're going to track us. And I asked her, what do they want to track us for? Oh, well, it's just their way of doing it. I said, but they've already got us on our phones and our computers and everything else. Oh, but this Credit is cards. different because that, and I'm like, and like what she was saying, like, it, she didn't sound like a raving lunatic ex- because she's informed in her raving lunacy, yeah, you know, like yeah. in, in her oh, lunacy, yeah. she's very she's informed her, with it. Her method of inform information, but it's not rational information. No. And what I do when she, and I just go, okay, it's like, it's like when hair, oh, just tonight, when I was picking up Harry from school, I was making a turn, and I was, you know, we're driving the car, and I made a turn, and the light, I was turning on red, and the light went green right as I was turning. So I was already in the turn, and the woman, a woman started walking across the street. So if either of us hadn't been paying attention, like, I could have run over her foot, so, or she could have walked into the car or something. So I, like, quickly sped out of her way, and she stopped and pulled back, and I said, whoa, that was close. Just out loud, you know, and Harry, Harry's inquired. And I said, well, I almost ran over that lady. And he said, why, Daddy? And I said, and I explained how traffic lights and people walking work. And so, like, the next block and a half home, he's telling me, you hit that lady with the car. You hit her with the car. Why did you do that, Daddy? Why did you hit that lady? And I'm like, well, Harry, I didn't. I almost hit her. No, you hit her. No, I almost hit her, Harriet. No, you hit her, Daddy, and you're in trouble now. You shouldn't hit people with cars. You shouldn't hit people, and you shouldn't throw people. That's mean. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> throw so he's, throw people. Well, it's he's knowing like you don't throw things. You don't throw you throw balls outside. You don't throw toys. You don't. This is just like he's just yeah, you know, yeah. He's just reciting what he knows is wrong. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's not a high intellect. This is no. not one of those examples that you're saying. He's got the intellect of a fucking hamster. He's four. No, he's not even. He's four. not what even. He's he? two and a half. Two. Yeah, he's two and a half. He but doesn't even have a hamster's he's, brain. He was so sure that I hit this woman because I used the term or I used the phrase. I almost hit that woman. So that in his head. Well, you hit her. And he's like saying this. And I'm laughing. And I said, Harry, you're going to get me arrested. If Like, you need to stop this. But I just wrote it off as, he's a fucking, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Just fucking ignore it. Change the subject. Because you can't, I can't rationalize and explain to him. He's His mind is set. Oh, yeah. And if he's going to think that crazy shit that never happened, that I can prove a gazillion different ways, a gazillion different times over. Yeah. All right, dude. Fucking have fun. Your dad is a manslaughter driving yeah, fucking lunatic. It's, Whatever. It's sort of like it's sort of like all this conspiratorial nonsense is just. It's so. It's almost mind-numbingly. Uh, it's 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 just lethargic that I feel. Like it's like I I I want to. It is exhausting. Is, I'm not. That's the thing is what I'm not doing is I'm not doing. It's, it's one of the I believe's I put out like the, the last week of the week before. Um, that uh, parlor, you know the. Uh, yeah. The, the alt-right yep. alternative to Facebook, you know, when it first came out and it was like, oh, Facebook is going to, you know, not let the QAnon, QAnon fuckheads right. be on. They all went to Parler and Parler's evaluation went straight out of the roof and all these. Yep. And then literally 
like three days later, straight back down to nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason that was cited was that that it's no fun to have conspiracy theories if everybody agrees with you. Right. It's it's really it's right. really about the argument and calling each other names and telling each other how stupid you are. That's really the fun. Yeah. For this fucking immature. Hey, try reading of, something more than your lamestream media. Yeah, and you I mean, back it, off and drop the money. That's yeah, that's right. what's fun. It's not fun right. just having the conspiracy theory. It's more fun to argue the conspiracy theory. And so I've really backed off of trying to argue it. And that's that was what I found in this com- this text conversation. It's like I just kept making jokes, like as the late great uh, Mel Blanc said, "Prove it." <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like all I'm saying is. I, if that's what you believe, that's what I'm listening. But if you don't have evidence, if you don't have hard evidence, if this right. is simply your something from your lived experience and your belief, well, then I'm, I'm not in. I'm not down with it. You got to give me some evidence. I'm more rational than that. I want to see evidence, or I don't want to hear about it. Right. And just just so the listeners know, Mel Blanc uh, is the man who paid Jackie Kennedy to kill JFK. That is exactly he was. Who he he was. was the he was the, the money man. Behind yeah, that. And, he had, and, he, and, and when he did it, he used a, a huge lateral lisp. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know that yeah. is that is correct. That is um, the the where it gets where it gets a little dangerous is like with with uh, with Katie's people. <laughs> oh my god! Is it like so? Yeah. She'll she'll pass me her phone, and I'll look at some of their shit, and I'm like, oh fuck! But they talk about, and I've seen this. And I tell her, don't engage, just report them and get them blocked from Facebook because what they're doing yeah. at the yeah. very least, because what they're doing is they're talking about literally taking up arms. Good thing I'm locked and loaded. Let's when are we caravanning up to like all this shit? And it's like, Dude, okay, I live in Nevada. I, I'm surrounded yeah. by that. Well, see, you know? that's where I'm safe because there's no way any of these fuckers are coming north of I-80. They're not yeah. going to. It might as we might as well be in fucking ran you you're know? in a castle yeah there's a moat surrounded you you know yeah yeah uh it, it's they gotta go through the south side to get to you and that ain't happening right <laughs> so, I mean, right. so i mean sorry it's not gonna happen i mean we don't even get visited from loved ones that live down there so the yeah. people that don't like us sure as shit aren't gonna make the trip up here because because there are black people in the way to get to it. like that's yeah i know you know like you just I said know. i mean I don't want to pin them all as racists, but yeah, see, I'm not going to pin know, it. The thing is, I understand the a good chance. To go. I think there's probably there is probably, as our friend would say, I have a gut feeling. Yeah, they're probably all racist, but I also know that's not evidence. And if it's right. not, if there's not real hard evidence, I'm not buying it. It's all just conjecture. Yeah, and it, the more I think, the more I, you know, kind of gone from being a, a strident leftist, you know, what, 30 years ago, to a, a, a just an almost... Uh, Wait, was it 30 un- years ago? I thought it was what? How, when was W president? 20 years ago. Jesus. All right, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. That was a long time years. ago. Yeah, yeah it was 20 still. years yeah. ago. Yeah, that's why I was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, trying to give myself the benefit of the doubt. Um, but uh, it, to be what, you know, right now I'm, I'm just, I'm almost a rigid rationalist and a rigid centrist. Yeah. And, and I'm staying that way because I, I'm seeing that. I find that to be more exhausting. Well, it's exhausting because nobody wants to hear that shit because everybody wants to fight. Everybody, everybody wants, wants to call to each other names. Yeah. Everybody wants to call each other names. So, well, and the know, other, that, the other conjecture is in the people you're talking to or trying to convince, like what was, I think that you even <laughs> kind of came to my corner at one point where, what did you say? Um, like he he said that I have no ba- or I'm a I'm a leftist. Where did your balls go? I'm a left and, apologist or something. And you became a leftist apologist. Yeah, and, a left apologist. You. This is when I was like in my meetings or putting hair yeah. down. So I came back to you like, hey man, you have balls. You're not a leftist apologist. Like almost like, dude, yeah. it's okay. And I was like, what the what? Well, so, well the <laughs> so thing I about it is, I didn't realize and, you were in a meeting. Yeah, and no, I it's just fine. Thought, yeah. You're just listening to this, and he's throwing this, and like, you're just he, like that he was hurting me. Yeah, you were like, yeah, like he was no. fucking, you know, shitting all over you. He's like, no, that's and not I, it David. It was funny because like. He's one of the guys that I go to when I'm un when my non leftist left apologist tendencies, whatever the fuck it is, like come stay in my house for a fucking day. Yeah. The amount of times that I don't apologize to the left when, you know, somebody in this home may want me to. I or or white people, whatever the whatever the fuck. Like I don't even yeah. know like what 
it's been a contentious four years. There you go. It's and this all goes back years. to that the the women's march piece that I wrote in January of 2017 when this whole thing began is I don't know what side would want me. Yeah, nobody wants me. I'm right. In I don't want and I don't want to be on either side. I don't want to be on either I side. I think I think the difference between this four left, years is had. Well, the thing is, I think the difference the that this, this four years has had on me is I was with you on because I remember you writing that piece, and I was 100. percent We had conversation. I think we probably did a podcast about no side would want me. Well, now I'm no longer in that place. Now I'm in the I don't want either side. I don't want to be on either side. I have no interest. I don't give a shit if they want me. I don't want them. Well, but it's also, I mean, we, see, here's what's here's what's funny about all of this is that right now you and I are slipping into the the them versus us as if it's an absolution. You know, you have to choose one side or the other. Absolutely. Choose your and colors I don't and think, stick to and it. And I don't think and you And that's not to, the yeah. case. Because not going to do it. You and I are both... We, we're more left than we are. Oh yeah, right. we're definitely more left than right. We are. Th- th- this this way I put it is, I am absolutely a liberal. Mm-hmm. I am not a progressive, as it is defined by the woke. I am certainly not conservative on almost anything. I mean, almost anything. I'm not. I'm pro-choice pretty much across the board. Yeah. You know, but, uh, and one of the things where I am not conservative is that I do not believe in censorship. I do believe in unfettered freedom of speech. Um, these are liberal ideals, not conservative ideals. Right. Uh, and, and so it's really interesting that in this past four years, what we've seen is conservatives, which are not really conservative, but that they're right wing. Again, not conservative, but right. right wing, that they're fighting for freedom of speech, but they want it, they want freedom to be able to say, you know, racial epithets, whatever they want. That's the freedom they want. And they're being fought by progressive left saying, no, we're going to censor you as often as we can, which is a weird 180. I don't even know that they want to use racial epithets. I think a lot of what it is, is when it's like, call, call a transgender woman, she, her, even though when you knew them, they were a, a, a man and they preferred he, him, whatever. I think that's what twists them up. Is like, wait, so now I need to be paying attention about how how I need to refer to somebody. Like that's so much energy. Why? It's a boy. Let me just call him a boy. Like, you just make well, no, a little bit of effort. Call him what they want see, to be fucking called. Who gives well, a well, shit? The I think thing that's is, where they my, get twisted up. And, well, actually, I don't even think. I think a lot of them may get twisted up that way. It's like I always go back to Jordan Peterson because um, he's just painted as this alt right guy, and he started off and he's a transphobic. And he's actually not transphobic at all. He or at least. At the time, I don't know. I have really bothered to read a whole lot of what he's done. I just kind of went into yeah. a deep dive when I first read about him. But that was the thing: is his whole argument at the beginning was not you shouldn't you shouldn't be called what you want to be called. His whole point is you can't legislate me to have to call you what you want to be called. Me calling you David is obvious, but it's also a courtesy. It's not something, if I call you Bob and you fucking go off the handle and have try to get me fired because I didn't call you by the name you have, then that's where it becomes, that, that's where it becomes a hyper-conservative argument yeah. and no longer a liberal argument. And so that, I think that's part of it. But, well, and, that's, but you know. and that's where the left, I think, or the woke, the extreme left, the makes extreme, a mistake. Yeah. It's like, you called me Bob, I want to be David. Is that a fireable offense? Is that a cancelable offense? No. Are you a dick because you won't call me by my fucking name? Yes, exactly. you are. Yep, yeah. you're a dick. <laughs> well, but, but, and you even know. if it's... That thing is, most cases, it's not even that you won't. It's that you just didn't know. Or, and I've said or this before. That, yes. I've yeah. said this before. If you want me to not trick-or-treat at your fucking house, put a sign out. To- 100%. And then yeah, I turn know. Turn the lights you know off. I mean? Do whatever yeah, you got to do. Let yeah. me know. Don't give me a this sign. Is, yeah. This is what you want. You know, and I'm all about that. I think it's fine. If you want to yeah. put, you know, if you put your pronouns in your Twitter thing or whatever, I think that's great. Yeah. At least you are letting people know this is how I would like to be uh, referred to. And I'm like, I don't have a problem referring to you. Whatever. It's just, it's funny because I think. It's going to be hard for me to get used to Elliot Page, but, you know, that's oh, just because I've known her as Ellen Page say, for like, fucking ever. That's fine. I don't give a shit what you're called. You're an actor. There's. I, I watched the Kevin Hart comedy special, No Fucks Given, I think is what it's called. It's not very good. I don't think Kevin Hart is that great of a comic anyway. Sure. But I gave it a watch because like, eh, new stand-up comedy special. I like stand Okay. But he has this one bit where he's talking about how men don't give a fuck. Like, And I think that he talks about like, you know, we hit 40. 
we don't give a fuck. So like women, and this is, you know, it's very Rita Rudner-ish, you know, very happy oh, yeah. 80s. Men are like this. Women like what to shop. That? Men like to watch football. Well, what was, what was that? Oh, defending the caveman? You remember that? Uh, that was a whole show think, in Chicago. Yeah. It was a one-man, yes. it was a stand-up show, and I can't remember what the guy's name That's was, but right. that was the entire gist of it was. What was that, like, 08, 09, something like it that? It got to be something or, like that, yeah. yeah. I don't remember, but I remember yeah. seeing the show, and it was like, yeah, this is how women behave, and this is how men behave. And I thought it was a pretty funny show, but it was a I mean, little... There, there's truths you know, like, to all of it sure. in you know, some so way. It was right. all about the stereotypes, and that was fine. It was, and let's it was attack stereotypes. Job. Great. But, so what Kevin Hart was saying is, oh, like, yeah. we don't give a fuck. What, and that's how I feel so much in my, in my relationship a lot of the times. It's like, I give a fuck about some things more than I would like to, but for most of it, like... I don't, I don't give a fuck. So yeah. when it comes to Elliot Page, right on, right on, dude. You're, yeah. You were Ellen back. before, you're Elliot now. Great. I don't give yeah. a fuck. I'm happy I, for you, and now I'm over it. I don't fucking care. If I see him, um, and Good I, job, and, Don. You're so brave you know, for, if for I, calling well, him what just, he wants to be called. You're so brave. Respectful. Yeah. Um, if wow. I see him, then then I will, and and there's a reason for me to say this person's name. I'll do my best to remember it's Elliot. Uh, but if I don't, I'm you know okay, sorry. Yeah, I mean, is it really that big a deal? Okay, well then get upset, but go cry in a corner because I I did the best I could, and if I if I messed up, I messed up. It yep. was like William William Shatner has Twitter fights all the time with the transgender because he he this, this is. Months ago, he made a thing where he said, listen, I agree with you. Everybody should be able to be called what they want to be called. I refuse to acknowledge being called cisgendered. And since we all get to decide what we can and cannot be called, I I am saying I do not want you to call me cisgendered. Well, he just opened up a can of worms. Yeah. And now it's a constant thing that, that he's arguing with transgender activists constantly about. He's like, I'm always respectful. You know, I don't know. I don't answer everybody. I don't know who you are. I mean, well, is he cisgender? He has decided he is not. He oh, is bio- well, then there he you is, go. He is a biological male. That's how he prefers. It's great. like, okay. Fucking then, great. You know, it's like, it's, it's just all, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Let's, a quick, a quick jump away from this topic. Um, as you know, today is uh, the 21st. It is almost, I mean, tonight is my last kind of real night as a casino manager, mm-hmm. and then Dana and I are going to Kansas uh, with double masks and doing lots of protection, stay with my sister so that we can see some see our folks for Christmas, which I think is a good thing. You're double um, masking it, really? Well, when we're in the airport, we will. Yeah. Did you ever double bag your dingus when you were having sex with strange women? All the time. Did you? No, really? I never did. No, no, no I never okay, double bagged it. I, I'm just, you know, no. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I just, you know, when I'm in the airport, I'm wearing two fucking masks because. It's, I mean, my graveyard bartender just got COVID. You know, I mean, it's like, okay, this shit's crazy. It's kind of going everywhere. And we're making the very risky, but in this situation, I feel necessary choice to, to go to Kansas and, and yeah. kind of, you, know, we'll, you know, we'll do what we're going to do. I had but, to make a necessary choice, a hard choice today, um, whether or not to go to Mariano's and get a Poke Bowl. Well, there you go. You had to have that Poke Bowl. I, I had to. It's... I, we make, we, we make we make risks in life, man. We take we risks. We do. Yeah. But uh, so, and and then my last official day as a casino manager in Las Vegas, Nevada, is uh, New Year's Eve, and then mm-hmm. June, January fourth, I start my new job, which is uh, I am going to be a senior copywriter for a Denver-based company called LeadRoll.co. Um, big big company. Nobody's ever heard of it, but it's a cool thing. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's one of those things where yeah, they, yeah. They, their their clients are like Apple and Hulu and Amazon, but they're sort of one of those they're back, just back, end. back end. Yeah, yeah. They're like a back of the house kind of company, but they're yeah. doing very very well, and they need a senior copywriter because they're rolling out a new product kind of thing. And it's working from home, so I'm remote. I know Harry's very upset that. Can I'm you hear that? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I totally hear that. Uh, he's very upset that I'm not going to be a casino manager. I know that was a big deal for him. Sort of like the you know, fire here's truck. the problem. He, t- he fired. <laughs> he's like the garbage. He truck, told fire me tonight and- before he accused me of um, running over a woman I didn't run over. Uh, we got in the car and I said, because he's wearing underpants, like big boy underpants. He woke up this morning. He's like, I don't wear big boy underpants. So he was wearing those today at school. And when I was putting him in the car, I was like, you know, you did so good with 
potty today in your big boy pants, your big boy underpants. And he goes, I'm not a big boy. I'm a big girl. I'm a girl. I went, okay. So you calling Harry him is offensive to Harry. Yeah, well, Harry's two and a half years old, so I don't give a fuck what he thinks. Respect him. He's a human. Life begins at conception. You're a you're a tyrant. Your parents are in are, are parent parenting is what was the thing I sent you that oh, I thought Jesus. was so funny? Like parenting is a sign of the patriarchy. What yeah, a I, shit. fuck, I can't. I, yeah, first I of all, know. here's the problem: so, is I don't identify as a parent. Yeah, okay, identify as a parent. Right. Anyway, so, you were saying something I, that I'm mattered. I'm taking a big. I'm taking a big risk. And it made me want to know, it was like, all right, so, because, yeah, I'm, I'm quitting a job that has been very steady, especially during the pandemic, to do something that uh, may or may not uh, pan out. But mm-hmm. it's something, it's work, again, working from home, it's not connected to the, the Las Vegas economy. So I'm excited about this. Um, I was thinking, what are the big risks? Like, if you had three, like, re- like fucking life-changing risks that you could say, yeah, those risks kind of really have shaped me have gotten oh, yeah. me where i'm going yep what what would what would you say those risks were the, or are the easy one uh yeah i mean the first one that comes to mind is moving to chicago when i did the way i did in 2007 without a job lined up without an apartment same. lined up you know yeah i, I did just, it. i did i did the same thing in 89 so yeah just like coming to chicago with no with absolutely, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do mm-hmm. once I get there, but I'll figure it out. I mean, I had family here. Like, I came back to my family, so I, you didn't have that. I didn't have any. And I, and I, I, I slept did in have, my truck for four months. So. Yeah, like, I did have friends here, and I, I was dating a girl, and I was I essentially moved in with her before it was official that I moved in with her. But anyway, um, but it was a big, it was, it really was me jumping off the cliff without with my eyes closed without, I mean, I was like, let's just go and see what happens. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I wrote it. Let me see if this sounds familiar. I wrote this cause I'm, uh, I'm working on a piece about gambling with the currency you have. And, uh, well, let me, let me see. I got to, all right. I said, I, I said on some fundamental Irish level, I understand this compulsion <laughs> while never much into gambling my money as I've never been heavily motivated by motivated by its acquisition. My career since college has been a series of driving along the highway at night and wondering if I can survive the impulse of just letting the steering wheel go and closing my eyes. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, you know, the the move to Chicago was definitely one of them. The other was, it was moving in with Katie. Okay, okay, yeah, taking the leap uh, for um, love and yeah. I, I mean, when she presented the idea i think i told you the story but when she presented the idea we it was a it was march of 2013 we'd been dating since august of 12 so less than a year yeah and we were driving up to a, a charity event up in the north shore and we're on the highway and she says something so you know let's move in together and why don't we get a place together something like that and i like almost put the car on the shoulder like and i looked at her and i said why do you want to ruin everything or why do you want to ruin this or something to that effect? Like, we're good right now. Why do you want to fuck it up by advancing things and moving forward in life? That's a bad... Th- because then things change. and eh. So, but I knew... The reason I was so freaked out about it was because I knew that if I was going to move in with her, that was it. I was going to marry her. I was going to have kids with her. This was... It, yeah, this it, it was more deal. than just living with somebody. Yeah. So that was a, that was a really big thing. And I was, I was fucking terrified. I'm still oh, yeah. kind of scared of it. Like I'm still not totally settled in to this domesticated world of whatever the f- fucking weird tornado shit show where my son identifies as a as a big girl in big boy pants. And... He doesn't identify as a big girl in big boy pants. Well, you know just... what? He's going to identify me as the guy who killed a woman that's not actually dead on well, the corner of Obanzia exactly. and, and uh, Milwaukee Avenue. But anyway. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And I would say I would say Dana and I like after three dates getting engaged. Oh yeah. And four months later coming to Vegas and getting hitched. That was a pretty big risk. Paid off real well. It has paid, paid off, off real you well. really well. Yeah. You know, it's like and it's changed me for the better. Yeah. Um, and I can say that was a big, big risk. And I and I you know, I, there's so many of these stupid risks I've taken. Moving to Vegas almost mm-hmm. the same way I moved to Chicago, which is we don't have Really, we don't have jobs. We don't know how we're going to make it. But let's just fucking go. And that's been, I mean, despite the fact that, we're, but that, that that's one of the things I was thinking of the other day. It's like, 
yeah, it was a big risk, but I got to tell you, did I want to be in Chicago during this pandemic or out here in fucking Las Vegas? I want to be in Las Vegas. I want to be in fucking Nevada during a goddamn pandemic because you guys have shit ton more numbers than we do. You're all on top of each other and I've got plenty of space. I mean, if this was a really, without having any idea how good a move this was going to be, yeah. it was a very healthy risk. So uh, that worked out. And what's your third? I, I, I couldn't quite put my finger on what the third was. I mean, other than, and I, I, this feels like a cop out, but other than my move to Las Vegas, you know, going to, going to, or, but that's going to college. Like I was going to college, but why did yeah, I? Yeah, but you went to college at UNLV. That was a big leap. It was. It was go to Las Vegas. You know, go to UNLV or go to the University of Denver and. I remember just being fucking terrified. I was terrified being on, you know, it's a, I think it's, I, I, I'm sure that everybody to some degree or most people go through this where you're on your own for the first time. I, I remember registering my bicycle with the campus police. So if it ever got stolen, they would have record. I like, I need to, cause something's ba- something bad is going to happen. And I need to know how to solve it. And, and, and protect myself because mom and dad aren't here or whatever. Like who's going to look out for me if, if not me, you know? And yeah. I, but, I, but that feels like a cop out. Cause I think that's just what everybody does at 18. They grow up in their own. See, no, they figure I, it out. No, everybody doesn't do that at 18. That's the thing. And I don't, don't sell yourself short because I don't think everybody does that at 18. Um, my college experience was I, I stayed in Wichita, Kansas and went mm-hmm. to friends university because it was close to home. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had yeah. a girlfriend, and then yeah. and then when I didn't have that girlfriend anymore, and I said I'm fucking I'm drowning here in this Christian Quaker college. <laughs> I just I took a leap to uh, the University of Arkansas, but the reason I went to the University of Arkansas is because they gave me a fucking full ride scholarship, and I had a friend from high school that was going there and was in the band. Yeah, so that you know these I mean, but that's the thing is not everybody makes that. I'm just gonna fucking let it go. I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on the sailboat and go to this wherever. And see if it works. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's I think that's a that's a, a risk significant that I, risk that I fantasize about, like almost constantly, like kind of running in the background, uh, you know, yeah, a background yeah. app of where I just go, fuck it, and I get in the car and I go to my sailboat and I or I just get in the car and don't get out and I just yeah. and I just go and I drive to Mexico or I sail to Mexico and I'm just like. I don't know. You close your eyes and you let go of the steering wheel. wheel. Yeah. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing this week. Uh, So this is this is Christmas week, and let's be lazy on Christmas week. So we've got a lot of watches here. Uh, My first one is watch Pee Wee's. Pee-wee's Playhouse Christmas Special. Oh, yeah. That's great. This It's on Netflix. It came out in 1988, which I think was like a year into his Saturday morning show. Yeah. So for work, we had like, we did this, um, we, we watched it together at work, like on Slack and like did the, uh, fuck, what is it called? Tele, teleplay? Where you can like yeah, share sure, and you whatever. can share comments and whatever, watch something together on, on, you know, the streaming services. It was so much fun. And I watched this movie, or it's... 47, yeah, you know, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a Christmas show. special. God, like, it's a root, a regular thing in my childhood, and it's such a touch point. And I was watching it again, you know, this year, today, actually, and it's funny, like, how, uh, how formative it was to my approach to, like, how, how, like celebrity and, and odd humor and dryness, dry, dry humor meets weird humor. Like fucking Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens great. is the fucking man. I mean, like he, he great, great shit. It. And that that special is it's just so much fun and it's so Christmas. It's like it. I get chills yeah. just thinking about the Christmas spirit in it. So yeah. And in and in contrast to your let's just do Christmas week um, <laughs> as the uh, rational humanist that I've become. Oh, take a fucking um, break, man. I'm gonna recommend that this is a read. My first thing is a read. It is by Adrian LaFrance. It is in the December fifteenth edition of the Atlantic. It is called Facebook is a doomsday machine. Oh shit! This is one fucking great article, and it really. 
I mean, I mean, she talks about what the doomsday machine was, and basically when you know, like it was going to blow up the entire planet, and she says that Facebook basically is doing that, and it, and she makes a really substantive and compelling arguments. It's a great read. It's a great read. Facebook is a doomsday machine. Atlantic. Adrian LaFrance. You know, I should have said that one first because that's on my list as well. Okay, all right. But I'm going to stick with my take it easy this Christmas week. Okay. And watch a, it's again, it's really lighthearted. Just kick back with some eggnog and watch, it's again, it's on Netflix. It's called The Ripper. Uh, It's um, in the late 1970s, British police struggled to identify, let alone capture the serial killer known throughout the world as the Yorkshire Ripper. The Yorkshire, thank you for being a friend. (laughs) Yeah, that's the shit that (laughs) fucked me up when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bring up those bad memories. Now I have PTSD and I'm going to go cry in a corner. So, yeah, I mean, so, like, apparently this guy was, uh, like, Jack the Ripper. Yeah, You know, from yeah, yeah. Vic- oh, the yeah. Victorian area, we're killing all these prostitutes. And this took yeah. place um, at the dawn of my existence. So yeah, I was, yeah, there you go. So it wasn't me. Even though, I killed, even though I killed the woman with my car on Wabanzia yeah. and my and watch. Milwaukee. My number two in my watch is, did you ever, and I know I recommended this, I think I've probably recommended it, Every time a season comes out, I don't know if you've ever watched an episode, The Expanse. I have not watched The Expanse. Okay, so my watch is Expanse season five just came out. They announced they're going to do a season six. It is, and I said I said this at the time. I keep saying this. It's sort of like Game of Thrones in fucking space. It is so goddamn good. It is so smart. The characters are so well drawn. It's intriguing. They have realistic kind of uh, as realistic as you can give have for science fiction. Yeah. It's really a lot of politics going on in this between the Earth and Mars and the Belters who are basically the fucking miners for Earth. And, you know, like, it, it's just really good. Mm. And they just came out with season five is on Amazon. And uh, and I, I'm telling you, it. I guess it's my one through five. Number two is you should, you, you should watch The Expanse because I really think you'd like it. Okay. I really think you'd like it. All right. Yeah. Um, so this, my, my last thing to do this week is, uh, I've, I've recommended this before, but it just wrapped its first season. And I don't, I don't think it's going to have a second season. I think this was a, you know, one and done miniseries. Uh, it's on HBO Max, The Flight Attendant. Okay. You, you recommended that last week. It. You really liked this. I really, really liked it. And. All right. Again, I just got to say, like, it starts out really strange and it pieces together really nicely, but it leaves a lot of things open at the end. And I'm warned, I, I kind of want there to be a, well, I do want there to be a second season, but I want them to shift who the main character is. Yeah, the perspective, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very satisfying. Um, it's twisted and it's fucked up, but All right, well, God, I, it's fun. Know, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's on my list now because you put it on the list because I, like I said, I watched the first half hour and was say I'm not fucking interested in this but it's now back on it is now back on my list so I will watch it but I haven't watched it yet uh, because The Expanse just came out and and uh, we'll talk about next week I'll tell you what because uh, there's a watch that I, I I literally am fucking giddy about I've watched a bit of it but I can't wait but here's my third thing my third thing is um, it is on persuasion.community it is a read um I'm going to give you the name of the writer and you're going to, I mean, if you're, if you're somebody who is a transgender feminist, you're automatically going to write it off, Mm. but it was written by Christina Hoff Summers. Okay. And it is called Lessons of a Black Pioneer. And it is all about, uh, Shirley Chisholm and, 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 and Shirley Chisholm's, uh, you know, like, like going to George Wallace after he'd gotten assassinated and how she was. Well, he wasn't assassinated. He was shot at. He was, no, it was an attempt well, at assassination. It was an, an assassination attempt. And he was, uh, I mean, one of the, uh, basically, I'm just going to read this. On June 8th, 1972, Shirley Chisholm shocked her supporters by visiting George Wallace in his hospital room in Silver Spring, Maryland. Chisholm was a political progressive. Wallace, then governor of Alabama, a notorious segregationist. They were rivals in the Democratic presidential primary. And Wallace had just been shot five times at point-blank range by an assassin. Shirley Chisholm, what are you doing here? Asked the governor, who had remained paralyzed and pain-ridden for life. Wallace knew he was her nemesis and that her supporters would be angered by the visit. Her answer brought him to tears. I don't want 
what happened to you to happen to anyone, she <laughs> said. They, she was there for the rest of, uh, like, a, a couple of hours until he... She he she had to leave. He didn't want to let go of her hand. And his daughter, Peggy Wallace Kennedy, describes this visit is that she that Shirley Chisholm had the courage to believe that even George Wallace could change because if you look at his career post that moment, mm-hmm. it did change dramatically. Oh, yeah. This is this is sort of like the idea uh, that 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 we've got to we've got to find some unity. We've got to we've got to come together. We got to find some forgiveness. Quit being so fucking punitive. It's a really good piece. It is called. Lessons of a Black Pioneer in Persuasion.Community by Christina Hoff Summers. She's a better person than I, I am because George Wallace made a big fucking mess in yeah. the South with what he did. And yeah, but, but unforgivable. Well, no, there in is many and, ways, and that's what she's that's saying. That's why I'm not a Catholic because I cannot forgive. Is, that's what I love about this story of Shirley Chisholm is that there is no such thing as unforgivable. Who yeah. are we? Right. Who are no, we as human beings to have such yeah. fucking hubris to think that we are not supposed to forgive the? Because you know, I and I like I this agree. story, and yeah. I think it's something we're going to have to get to because we are in a cultural war in this country right now, and uh, and we got to find ways to to look at the very intelligent people that have fucked up conspiracy theories and are very angry about it and find ways to forgive that and work together or we're fucked. Can I just say one more thing? What, first, I, I agree with that 100%. But a, a quick point on Shirley Chisholm. She, the, the number of white feminists, white feminist women uh-huh. who don't know who Shirley Chisholm is it's, uh, it's, it's fucking staggering. It's astounding, yeah. yeah, yeah and I it know. just, it proves that point of you shut the fuck up, you self-righteous fucker. And maybe you're racist or you're just really nice and comfortable in your little white feminist world with your yeah, Birkenstocks yeah. and your Indigo Girls. and mm, You have such a very specific stereotype. That Daria you, uh... cartoons. And... <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the show. Everybody have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, and everybody. We will have one more episode in 2020, closing out this fucking year. Oh, I've had a blast. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Locomotive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>